0: Which one should I say first?
1: <laughs> Which slur should I use? That's that's the first thing that the uh, the the listener hears whenever they turn on this podcast is some reference to slur. Oh, hey, I see you got your uh, your microphone, and uh, boom. Mm-hmm. Looks good, man. Happy for you. What? <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I know you were just in a very long meeting, but I need you to be at your tippy top for this
2: one. Um, yeah,
0: I, I would love to, but uh, you see, I got out of a, a three and a half hour meeting and now my boss is texting me. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. To be fair, I texted him first, but... Tell, tell him to get a well,
3: fucking hobby that... or something. Yeah, yeah. All right. Get a job, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that was dumb of you. Why did you text your boss? Uh, it was, I asked for more
0: money. Oh. <laughs> hey, if I'm going to have meetings like that,
2: you better give me some more yeah. I mean,
3: <laughs> yeah. This is closer to what it was than you might think. No, no. I, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. That's uh, like. That's what should happen.
0: That's, that's half of a lot of people's work days. Yeah. It's just insane.
1: I, mean, I get it. Uh well it is the 7:30 uh o'clock time. Uh, so um John uh go ahead and smash that shit.
0: Smash that MF uh, love like but <laughs>
1: Hello, and welcome to Prison Industrial Complex. I am your host, the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. <laughs> Just kidding. This is the Benzo Rehab Dungeon, and I'm your host, Michael Deebs. Uh, you got it right the
0: first time.
1: <laughs> it is the uh, 29th of April, 2022. Um, I am joined by co host Danko Suvin from the Instagram handle at Dankdeluz. Also joined by John the Producer from the Instagram handle. <makes noise>
0: uh
1: you were going a different way with that um cool uh, i could
0: go all over the place with this one yeah i bet you
1: could <laughs> i bet you could go all over the place uh, I'm gonna um uh john how are you uh
3: i'm 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 thriving uh that's under good toxic work conditions this is an employee outreach
1: program when I ask you how you're doing
3: (laughs) oh okay and then Uh, I pretend to listen uh, maybe less emails about making money (laughs) (laughs) about how much money you make (laughs) if
1: I send less emails about money I'm going to send more emails about feet and uh, you know it's kind of like a seesaw, you know, we're either money or, or feet, you know? Um,
0: yeah, I, that's, I, that's I, the uh, more confusing thing about this is that we get a lot of emails about how you make feet, too, and I yeah. still don't know what that means. <laughs> well,
1: well, we'll talk about that off uh, off camera. Um, oh, that was almost spit take. I don't yeah, know why. I don't know why either. That wasn't even one of my funniest things I've said. Well, but, I hey, you know. Um, cool. Well... Danko, Suvin, I almost uh, misnamed
0: mm-hmm. you. Uh, yeah, you almost. Yeah,
1: Damn. Danko. How how are you doing this evening? Uh,
0: I'm doing bad. <laughs> <laughs> frankly, frankly, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm doing poorly. Yeah, I'm poorly doing. You're like um, out of
1: out of the out of the frying pan and into the fire now. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, your, I just got out of yeah. uh,
0: a, a three and a half hour meeting. Uh, and um, my boss is texting me still and I just got another notification saying some fucking uh, Benzo Rehab Dungeon is live on YouTube now. I don't know why I need to know that. Yeah, they still <laughs> let us do that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, Honestly, it's pretty I'm obnoxious. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, but really, the, the biggest crime here is... Uh, I know that the cycle of abuse is a thing. Yeah. And it's not a thing that we should, you know. Make light of. Perpetuate. Oh. Right. Oh. Eh, we can make light of it, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we shouldn't perpetuate it. But I'm going to have to. All right. Um, uh, because I have a cold cheeseburger sitting mm. uh, next to me. Yep. And so this is going to be um, me passing on punishment from my work to you. Uh, in the Benzo Rehab Dungeon's first official mukbang.
1: Ooh. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, a mukbang for no. the uninitiated which if you're listening to this podcast when you, when you I don't bang think you're <laughs> <laughs> No, a mukbang is uh is is a uh eating video. Um I think it's a Korean term actually. Um you know the, the cool thing about you getting a nice mic is that uh, you no longer have the echo in your in your room, and we can't hear you chewing. So you can't hear the chewing. Yep, at all. That's why this I recommend these ASMR mics. Mic. They're, they're super good, man.
0: Well, I mean, it's a, it's the SM58. This is standard. Yeah, and I mean, they're they're
2: good. Super they are good. I'm gonna <laughs> I mean, get some a asinine reason.
0: condenser mic to just really blow this shit out, make me sound warm. That'd be cool, man.
1: <laughs> okay, well we hear, we hear the slurp, so <laughs> at least there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That
1: is good. That what will the listener do clear? if they can't
0: hear me eat?
1: Um, they'll just have to imagine you eating, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Now, no, now you're no, just being no, gratuitous no. with it. Nobody eats like that.
0: Yeah, I got to increase the gain on my microphone. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Uh, enough about that. Yeah. Um, do we we, want to talk about the movie that we watched this week or no? Oh,
0: yeah. I watched a shit ton of movies
2: this week. (laughs) (laughs) Guys,
1: (laughs) Guys, I saw moving
2: pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah,
0: which which movie did we watch?
1: Uh, Well, you you named a couple of movies, and I ended up watching uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, which I... In hindsight, I think regret. Mm-hmm. And and tell then, me about it, pal. And then after I watched it, I realized it came out like over two years ago. So not no. only did I watch a shitty movie, but it was a shitty movie that's not even relevant to today.
0: Yeah, the art world has changed a lot in the last two years.
1: I mean, it's just not relevant. Like it's 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 not a staying movie. You know, it's not a classic. or Yeah, anything they don't like even that.
0: mention COVID. That's no
1: not what I'm a mask. about,
2: man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you got your mouth full of fucking food, but you could still shit talk. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, man.
0: I've been training to do this all my life. All I do is eat and shit talk. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So, uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. So, so it 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 sounds to me like you disliked it. I thought it was I thought it was okay at the very beginning,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: like at, at the beginning it's,
0: probably the best part of the movie
1: yeah at the beginning it's like a fun commentary about how like disgusting the art world is and like the, the professional art world um you know like the the gallery scene in New York and LA and uh, I think they have one in Miami too or something like that but
0: and, you know it's yeah, just it starts in Miami and then it what's that? You know, ambiguously goes all over the place yeah and no. and you know, just you just never kinda, know where you are.
1: <laughs> kind of like this uh this craven set of people who you know aren't interested in like any kind of community art experience or anything like that. It's all about turning a buck, uh profiting off of this stuff. Um the the main character is a reviewer whose like word is the, the word of God in the art world, and that's what you know drives sales, so you have all these uh, curators um, kind of vying for his attention all the time and trying to like get the edge on what artists he thinks he's going to you know give a positive review to, etc. cetera. Uh, and so that part was was fun. And I and I you know it's it's a little bit cheeky, it's a little bit uh, um unserious, but it's still like you know getting across what I think is is a legitimate point about how the art world functions. Um yeah. And then it turns really into a bad horror movie. Yeah, and then it turns into a really bad horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, it transitions from that into oh no, these paintings are haunted. Um yeah. and inconsistently haunted too. Yeah, they just, really, they, really they inconsistently haunted.
0: The revenge of art is what they 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 don't at first. I thought they were all gonna burn you alive. I thought it was gonna be a consistent everyone gets burned alive by these paintings. But no, it's just uh, if there's art around bad things happen from art.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And Which I guess it's consistent in a way, but
1: I guess I don't know.
0: And Some of it's way too magical. <laughs> like a, a lady gets her eyes filled with paint and her right. skin Yeah, I don't even know why paint. why
1: her skin color changing like that really kills her honestly like
0: it was a commentary on her race because she was a person of color oh
1: no she is the only person of color that dies in this film i think probably
0: huh. but does she die first
1: no
2: no
0: no
1: well, i guess they did it they they made a horror movie without killing a black person first
0: the most remarkable thing uh, other than that about the movie is uh the fact that I'm, we're gonna spoil it, guys. Uh, sorry, two, two
1: years old. Uh, so
0: yeah, Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal dies. Yeah, and right. I don't remember it. <laughs> like well, I know he, that he it very happened. Much dies I know off how camera. it happened. Okay. Okay. So it, it was he gets he gets fucked up by a really by the sloppiest part of commentary in the whole film. Yeah, which is a, a robot installation piece. Uh, that's supposed to be sloppy and obnoxious, but they just don't get the balance right because this is made by Netflix, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. And uh, it's it's a robot homeless man. I think it's called Robo Hobo. No, it's or- called Hobo Man. See, it should have been
1: Robo Hobo because yeah, that would have been way funny. cooler.
0: That actually works. Hobo uh, oh, Man, what the fuck? Uh, but yeah, and he says weird things. Uh, he does say one thing that's really funny to me, which is. I built a railroad once, yeah. Which is <laughs> which is very fucking funny in my mind, <laughs> um, but um, but otherwise, yeah. He's just um, anyway. The robot kills him, yeah, by like fucking him against a chain link fence. I think
1: pretty much, but <laughs> Probably, but like no. you don't you don't see that. You just see him like getting pressed against the fence, and I mm. think it's supposed to imply that he's basically cubed by the fence. But like, oh, was that it? Okay. But like it's weird that it doesn't show it because it shows immense amounts of gore and all the other deaths. But I guess cubing Jake Gyllenhaal was just too much. I
0: don't For know. some reason, they ended up filming this uh, this film uh, linearly. And uh, they ran out of money to cube Jake (laughs) Chillenhall. That's my theory. They spent all that money doing the CGI for the paint skin lady. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, does that happen after or before? Uh, Who cares?
1: Yeah, I don't (laughs)
0: care. But if anyone's curious where the name of the movie comes from.
1: Oh, yeah, which is the worst fucking ending, I think,
0: ever. Yeah the the name of the movie comes from the name of a punk band that one of the art people was in forever ago. Yep. And nothing else.
1: And and and, and because she was in this punk band, yeah. She has a tattoo of a buzzsaw on the back of her neck and then that it says velvet, velvet buzzsaw on it because that was her her punk band's name. And then Again, this is like a two and a half, three year old movie, so spoilers. Um mm-hmm. uh she she manages to get rid of all the art in her house and and now she thinks she's safe because they finally put it together that the art is what's killing them. And uh so so she but gets this rid- is all
0: art by one specific person, by the way. Like, yes. it's all haunted art by one person, so right. so this does not end in a way that makes sense. You almost made it sound like it would make sense. But no, I
1: was I was going to go into how it doesn't make sense, but you just, you okay. just <laughs> did that for me, so uh, we will move on. Um, so she gets rid of all the art in the house, though so it doesn't really make sense that she does that because it's only the one painting, or one painter's paintings that are haunting people. Uh, and then she's, you know, relaxing and meditating in her little garden, and the... Uh, the buzz saw tattoo on the back of her neck starts spinning and cuts her head off.
0: I don't Yeah, that that, that I'm sure that happened. Actually, I I only remember it like cutting open her, open her skin. I don't remember anything else about. That. I mean, it like, it's <laughs> see, in, so much of it is so forgettable. Yeah. Um, like, I totally believe that that's what occurred, but 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 I just don't. I again don't remember. It. I, I might even
1: just be filling in blanks. Honestly, you might be. Cause you've made but, me doubt myself. and I'm like, mm, I don't know. I only watched it two nights ago. I'm, I'm supposed to remember all this. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, I'm gaslighting you yeah. with my velvet buzzsaw. The one person who does survive and continues to be a happy man at the end is the only actor in the movie that deserves it. No, actually there are some actually really good actors in the movie, which was really bizarre to me. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, John Malkovich is in it. Yeah, right. And he's he's an artist the whole time that isn't commodifying or being commodified. Well, people are trying to commodify him. And then he ends the movie by kind of disappearing for like the last third. And then during the credits, he's he's making sand art on the beach. Yep. Cause he's not a fucking sellout, <laughs> guys. Cool. He's the art's for everyone. His sand art. <laughs> and Uh-oh. and the art that he was showing people earlier. And and this is the thing that fucks it up because if if he was someone that everyone was just like, oh my God, his art's the most amazing thing in the world, it, then he'd have a, something to resist in like a character arc. Mm-hmm. But instead, everyone's like, Your art's not good anymore because you're not drinking.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that, that
0: was and a weird message to give. And it sucks. <laughs> Eh, you know, it is, but it's also it's like the standard fare, right? For, uh, so. for movie about artists uh, where, oh, man, you just, you should be drinking more. Um, <laughs> 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 advice none, none of us have ever listened to. Uh, but um, yeah. And, and so actually, no one actually wants this shit anyway. But I guess that's also part of the
2: point, maybe. I, is I don't that know, the man. system
0: will eat you up? That kind of thing. I, th- but I think the more
1: we try to examine that, the worse,
0: the worse it's going to get. Here's the thing: I thought this movie was a six out of ten. That's barely above perfectly passable. <laughs> I th- I thought this movie. I I didn't regret watching it. I don't. I thought I it was. Say I regretted watching it because I'm... the
1: first <laughs> the first half was fun, but it just mm-hmm. was the most basic fucking uh, mm-hmm. horror
0: movie after that. Yeah, and speaking of the word basic, it really, like, the the critique is almost there, and sometimes it's good in, in these moments of dialogue, uh, but whenever they really try to make the critique of the art world apparent, it's just the most fucking obvious shit that they could ever say. Um, but I guess also people that don't know how art works, <laughs> um, That's true. maybe aren't quite, quite as aware of the fact yeah. that it's all money laundering nightmare um, kind of thing. So maybe this was enlightening to some people or maybe Perhaps. some people watched it and it was just a movie about tattoos that cut off your head.
2: Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no
1: that's possible um let's go ahead and go to the next link uh again we we always front load our bullshit um california ran out of water again hell yeah uh, nice so um you know the the uh the usual uh uh articles and or um <coughs> new segments are on tv limit your water oh, use shaming you yeah know sort of stuff how Um, dare
0: you have a lawn you fuck and lawns do suck but well i mean
1: uh you know having a lawn in uh southern california is maybe a bad idea (laughs) but um i mean it's a crime against god
0: right there is that um who who did so
1: shape the earth uh and and now we are you know
0: so maybe in
1: rebellion of that
0: yeah Yeah. like uh, one thing i really like about the midwest is I don't see fucking palm trees everywhere, because yeah. in order to maintain palm trees out here, it would you would have to commit crimes against nature.
2: <laughs> do do
0: that, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and yet Californians think that they can have like a, or like Southern Californians in the desert think that they can have like a an array of, of beautiful pacific northwest pine trees oh, lighting yeah. their fucking their their lawn which should be made of this beautiful blue grass and all this shit and it should all be just fucking plump and like sexually moist <laughs> <laughs> which is a little fucked up if you ask me and that's a fine pine
1: I got got a lot of theories about lawns. We don't need to go into those. Um, We do, but anyways, Uh, uh, maybe we could though. Yeah. well, not today, Um,
0: listener. If you want to hear theories about lawns, (laughs) oh no,
4: we could definitely do an episode on that. That's uh, uh, just a
0: thousand pictures (laughs) of your
2: penis. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
4: Oh,
1: that's gonna happen now. Thank Um, you. Thank you. Cool. Well, uh,
0: yeah. So, anyways, I'll sell you uh, a bot for fifty bucks that does not for you. Don't,
1: don't water your lawns. Uh, don't don't also have lawns in Southern California is probably a good start. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I always find it interesting when um, you know we were we were talking about this in one of our group chats the other day. Uh, most of the reason that we have water shortages or or issues with water is because uh, there's a couple of companies that like to create poison water that can no longer be used. Um, turning entire rivers into uh toxic waste sites uh because it's inconvenient or it cuts into their profit uh margins to uh properly dispose of their toxic waste etc like um, really it's our favorite
0: topic here is just companies making poison water
1: yeah we, we talk about it quite quite a lot uh because as we a, should it's a problem it's, it's,
0: um. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that that actually kind of does. Like we we say it as a joke. Yeah. it's kind of a shitpost thing. But uh, but that that kind of does need to be said because you can you can just pump like plutonium into the drinking water of a city, and no one gives a shit.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Just no one fucking cares, unless unless some kind of hilarious uh, like uh, just just perfect storm of media events causes Obama to come visit you and then pretend to drink the water. Oh man,
2: that's you know? uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> like that's the only time that anyone gives or even pretends to give a shit yep. about about <laughs> the fact that everyone's water is made of poison. Um, <laughs> or. Or during uh the uh, state of the union every year where biden says hey jack we're gonna replace some of the lead pipes and then you know that don't.
1: That, that came up in my uh <laughs> my my memories on facebook um yeah. it, was, it was which time <laughs> well just just a couple of days ago so it was it was the 2021 uh we did mm. 100 days update sort of thing so it wasn't necessarily the state of the union but uh at the time i was commenting uh, how depressing it was that uh a standing ovation was given to the president for saying that we're going to get rid of lead pipes a thing which i will remind everybody has been illegal to install since the 80s so we have 50 year old or not 50 40 year old fucking lead pipes and uh, the president's getting a standing ovation for saying that we're not going to use lead pipes anymore, and we're going to replace them. And and now we're, uh, we're you know, two years into the Biden presidency, and those lead pipes are here to stay, baby. The, the, the Build Back Better bill that he did not try at all to pass uh, didn't pass, and uh, now we're fucked still.
0: I mean, the, the real problem with Build Back Better uh, is that pipes aren't infrastructure. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you use them for anyways <laughs> drinking water that's, that's my favorite oh god i love it so much it's it's the exact same thing that uh well it's not the thing it's one of the things that uh, ended up torpedoing the the green new deal which again even if that passed in the nominal sense like it still wouldn't fucking matter yeah it was but, just a set of uh, is, uh
1: aspirations essentially yeah yeah
0: um just just this like it's build back better was was like convincing your husband to take his to-do list and put it on the fridge
1: (laughs) uh, now you gotta remind it every time you go for another beer
0: yeah and and we can't even do that yeah uh in in this goddamn (laughs) household uh, but, uh, but yeah, what, one of the things that really ended up torpedoing that, uh, even from like Pelosi's end was just saying, well, technically this includes things that aren't about climate catastrophe, like a jobs bill. Yeah. And I think that that's really problematic, <laughs> um, which, which is so funny to me because th- those, these things exist in all bills, but also like you're, you're saying, and you know, the for the green new deal and for build back better the what what they're asking people to to do is is try to pass a bill that only has uh either uh carbon emissions are going to kill us all we should do something about it and that's not going to no one's going to pass that or it says we need to fill in potholes and frankly no one's gonna vote for that either because both these things are boring and depressing as shit
1: infrastructure and is so- <laughs> only things that involve you driving to work
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly
3: they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll uh they'll seize uh 28 houses uh through eminent domain to add a extra lane to the highway
0: right right and God, if if you're trying to add fucking like buses to the city schedule, you you best be aware that that is not infrastructure either. Yeah, you know, like that doesn't that doesn't count, and that you could, as as any bill like either one of these should have a job program tied into it directly, because uh, you need this shit to be done, and the best way to do it is to give a bunch <laughs> of a bunch of people jobs. Uh, they. Um, yeah, yeah, that's going to be seen as like distraction or buddying the water or something dishonest. And it's like, I literally need this to do the thing. <laughs> anyway, it's very cool.
1: Yeah. Um. Next. Next link. Uh, a little, little bit of fun before we we. Oh, well, I guess we have two more um, fun links. Um. Who just? Oh, you just joined.
0: <laughs> you, sh- you, weren't, you weren't supposed to notice that.
1: <laughs> who just joined the Discord? Well, it makes a noise.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were, you were supposed to. Yeah, now you're watching. You're too cool. dumb. Yeah. Um
1: so uh this is a uh a, a Tesla. Um <laughs> which was which was summoned using the uh, summon my vehicle phone thing or whatever where the what? te- the Tesla auto autopilot is supposed to work where like Oh, you, oh. You you press a button on your phone and it like goes, "All right, I'm on my way, boss, or whatever, and the Tesla auto drives to you, Daddy.
3: Um, I think that the, it would call
2: you yeah. Daddy. <laughs> it has yeah, to. It definitely calls you Daddy. Yeah. If, if you're wearing yellow, daddy. though, it runs you over.
1: Oh, that should be a That should be a sound drop. Oh yeah. Gold digger, uh, <laughs> saying I gotta <laughs> find my daddy. Um, but anyways, uh, th- this uh, this Tesla tried finding its daddy, and and this is what happened. I don't know why there's a sick bass track to it oh there we go there's a the video and and so you see it just uh drives into this three million dollar plane keeps going oh, yeah. despite the fact that it's very clearly made some kind of impact on something um and then Nobody everybody's knows, gotta man. go like oh oh and then and then it's like okay i'm done uh
0: <laughs> crashing i guess i don't know They just awkwardly walking up to the car that that reminds me of uh, a very good movie that i watched uh this week yeah uh i forget what it was called uh but it was the uh it Fasting was the killdozer documentary oh Kildo- um, oh man i gotta watch that that's awesome it's it's fun they really they try to make it more balanced than it was because uh you know that guy's a hero <laughs> yeah but you can't just you can't just sell it like a, a man driving around destroying the city with a gun uh, and a killdozer. You, you, I guess you can't sell that on Netflix as being a totally good thing.
2: <laughs> um,
0: but uh, that's, that, that reminded me just watching the, uh, the Tesla very slowly crash into this plane as people very slowly <laughs> and awkwardly walk up to it. Very much has the same energy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, this is a fun comment that John's found. You're supposed Mm. to constantly monitor your car via the phone app and stop the car via the app if there is any danger to pedestrians or other vehicles, or in this case, aircraft. This appears to be a Tesla setup to fail video. The fault is with the car's owner. Stupidity or not understanding the car's function is not an excuse.
0: Yeah, actually, that's in the manual, is that if you own a Tesla, you're supposed to sit on your porch with a shotgun if it tries to get away.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know who's uh who's trying to throw away a uh, three million dollar plane i don't know how much damage it did to the plane but um uh aircraft maintenance is a very serious trade and any kind of impact like that probably involves a very lengthy investigation to see if anything was knocked loose um yeah uh it's I don't a know. jobs
0: program right yeah, it's the Tesla Jobs problem. I
1: mean, actually, it's kind of based <laughs> that uh, a Tesla ran into what was obviously a private jet. You know?
0: Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say that that actually could have been praxis.
1: Yeah, it's accidental practice though, because it's a car that uh, doesn't know where the fuck it is and can't <laughs> uh, identify clear obstacles. Hits obstacles and then keeps moving through them. And the reason, the, I think the reason that everybody's walking up to that car so slowly is because they're not sure what it's going to do next. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Um,
0: but uh, it's been wonderful watching now that uh, Elon is...
1: Have unless a he
0: backs out. And unless he backs out, which I, I think I've got like 40% of me feels like he will. Um, of uh, buying buying Twitter, that uh, because that's going to take months to like yeah. be finalized. But um, but now that he's doing that, there's so I mean there are all there's already an army of people doing this at all times. But there's so many people just writing the shit out of his dick oh, online yeah. am- because he's amazing. just the hero.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> very um, cool.
0: Yeah, very he's normal the only
1: behavior hope. from very yeah. cool people.
0: There seems to be a Tesla setup to fail video, uh, and, and so we have one more fun link to get to, um,
1: which is this this tweet from Mitt Romney.
0: And, hey kids uh, remember Mitt Romney. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I just think I I think this this new turn that he's taken is uh, is pretty based. Uh, desperate polls call for desperate measures, reads the tweet. Uh, Dems consider forgiving trillions in student loans. Other bribe suggestions: forgive auto loans, forgive credit card debt, forgive mortgages, and put a wealth tax on the super rich to pay for it all. What could possibly go wrong? I mean, Those base all sound base. please, like, yeah, <laughs> let's let's fucking do all that. Uh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> um, that that would make people uh, less poor and destitute. Uh, and and uh, overall better,
0: but we um, should we should test it out in like a uh, in a microscopic way first, right? Right. Uh, yeah. In in the sense that we should we should just put a wealth tax on Mitt Romney.
1: Well, what
2: we need to do <laughs> is
1: we need to get a bunch of sociology students together and have them play a game of Monopoly. But the twist is mm. that one person starts with all the money, mm. and nobody else has the money, so they just die and go to jail
0: i, w- I was thinking uh, of, a game of oh, monopoly okay. <laughs> but but one of them all will also turn it into a segue <laughs> <laughs> but you have a bunch of sociology students who are playing a game of monopoly but one of them has a gun
1: oh yeah no that that's that's also a prison segue good work and it's funny uh so the cool main topic of tonight's episode And this will be the last episode that we do on this for a while probably um just because
3: until one of us goes to prison yeah which
1: we all
0: know who it's gonna be
3: oh yeah it'll be white
0: collar
1: (laughs) 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 um that's weird. I never wear a white collar. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> uh so I, I I wasn't sure which way to 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 put all these links together, but I figured I'd start with the uh the prison uprisings before the prison abuses. Um because the way that prison uprisings are captured in the media is uh this this is a bunch of degenerates that are rioting and uh why won't they just do what they're told sort of stuff? And oh my goodness, they, they took a guard hostage sort of shit. Right. Um, a lot of prison riots are actually, uh, attempts to get some kind of reform in the prison, uh, that, that is being uprisen in. Um, these are people who are desperate and without any other means of, uh, essentially, uh, uh, breaking the power paradigm and 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 changing things uh really the only option they have available to them is uh is to start a riot. um truly and genuinely that's that's really all they have because you can try to go through the uh and we'll talk a little bit later about the you know proper channels of i i think the prison is being unfair and 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 why the proper channels don't work and why they intentionally don't work um so i wanted to start with one of the more famous prison uprisings which is the the Attica prison uprising um you want to zoom in a little bit and scroll down to the body of the uh, article uh John all right so from September 9th uh to 13th seven, 1971 uh prisoners took control of the Attica correctional facility in the most well-known prison uprising of the 20th century they made a series of demands to prison administrators and held about 40 people as hostages their demands inc- were included in a manifesto that began. We, the men of Attica Prison, have been committed to the New York State Department of Corrections by the people of society for the purpose of correcting what has been deemed as social errors and behavior. The program which we are submitted to under the facade of rehabilitation are relative to the ancient stupidity of pouring water on a drowning man, inasmuch as we are treated for our hostilities by our program administrators with their hostility as medication. Uh, in our peaceful efforts to assemble and dissent, as provided under this nation's U.S. Constitution, we are in turn murdered, brutalized, and framed on various criminal charges because we seek the rights and privileges of all American people. Um. <clears throat> in our efforts to intellectually expand in keeping with the outside world, through all categories of news media, we are systemat system. Ugh systematically restricted and punitively remanded to isolation status when we insist on our human rights to the wisdom of awareness uh so that's just an excerpt of uh that that uh manifesto that they wrote um you know the way the way that these riots again are are portrayed is is that these are just a bunch of degenerates who who are taking over the the you know the madhouse essentially you know it's it's the uh the insane running the madhouse sort of stuff and and you know oh this is very bad uh but when you read something like that you can see that there's a very clear intellectual purpose for what's going on
0: yeah um, al pacino just wanted gender reassignment surgery for his partner <laughs>
1: <laughs> i forget which one that's a reference to
0: that's um, uh, dog day afternoon he's yeah. a bank robber <laughs> And he stands outside of the bank screaming,
1: Attica, Attica. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay.
0: When the cops are turning their guns on him. Yeah.
1: Uh, so go but ahead and movie. go to the,
0: the next link, real quick.
1: And we're going to be looking at a couple of Wikipedia articles, which I don't normally <laughs> like to do, but. Oh, fuck yeah. I love these, these have the most concise sort of. Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Summary. There we go. Um, yeah. Yeah. I am actually. A, a I, I actually have somebody uh, off screen that reads the article to me, and then I yeah. read it along with them.
0: Actually, what most people don't know because no one watches this live, really, apart from two or three liars, uh, is uh, all of this is ad art. Ooh, yeah. We yeah. just we just we put peanut butter in our mouths. We yeah. move them around for four and a half to six hours. <laughs> and then afterwards someone else uh, puts the yeah, in
1: because we're dogs, is that what you're saying? Or horses. Or horses, that's true. Yeah. Do horses like I'm more f- a horse. you know, I'm not gonna go down that. Um, so <laughs> the retaking of the prison and retaliation. So this is still in uh reference to Attica. Um, on the night of Sunday, September 12th, 1971, plans were drawn up to retake the prison by force members of the team of observers argued for oswald to deliver inmates uh, oswald was um i think the warden or or something like that not super and, uh, the
3: presidential assassin
1: yes also that guy um <clears throat> argued for oswald to deliver to inmates one final appeal for a settlement before the forcible retaking oswald agreed but was instructed not to phrase the demand as an ultimatum as rockefeller did not want to let inmates know that the assault was beginning so basically they lied to the uh, prisoners under the pretense of trying to negotiate uh, at 8 25 a.m on monday september 13th 1971 oswald gave the inmates a statement directing them to release the hostages and accept the offered settlement within the hour. However, he did not tell them that negotiations had ended, and he would uh, take the prison back by force if they refused, even stating, I want to continue negotiations with you. The inmates rejected his offer, and as it appeared to them, and as it appeared to them, as though Rockefeller remained opposed to their demands, the mood among the inmates deteriorated. Uh, What ended up happening is, um, the, uh, i think it was the uh the state police and um i think maybe some national guard or something like that but um basically they they stormed the prison uh shot a shit ton of people uh 43 people were killed guess how many of those were um by so so 43 people were killed uh, 33 of them were inmates, 10 of them were, were prison guards that were held captive. Uh, guess how many prison guards died from non-inmate hands?
2: All how of many?
0: Uh, <laughs> right. You were making was, us do math. But it was, then...
1: Yeah, it was all but one of the prison guards died because of friendly fire. Um, obviously, during this from... assault, uh, a bunch of people were shot, uh, even though they had surrendered, stuff like that um what ended up happening is because the the investigation went on so long and investigators were finding all sorts of misconduct on the behalf of the state police and and the people who like retook the prison that they ended up uh commuting all the sentences to the inmates who were found guilty of crimes during it um and and uh um stopped prosecuting a couple of other inmates and then they completely threw like all the bad shit that the state did under the rug. Um, so very cool, but an interesting way to look at the power dynamic of, you know, when, when you have enough dirt on the state, I guess, uh, they'll, they'll let you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and that's essentially what happened, <laughs> Uh, so let's go ahead and go to the to the next uprising, um, which is the the August Rebellion.
0: Oh, so we're 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 done talking about the the sci-fi movie, Attica, the the classic Gattica
1: Gattaca Gattica uprising.
0: Um, you guys, remember that movie? No, people love that movie. I don't I don't like that movie very much. Let's talk about a movie neither of you have seen. (laughs) I'm unfamiliar (laughs) with it, but go on.
1: (laughs) Uh, So the August Rebellion. Um, This is, uh, this was at a a women's prison, and uh, basically what happened is, one of the inmates uh, didn't respond to a guard favorably. There's some dispute as to who attacked who first, but I'm pretty positive based on the power dynamics of prisons. Uh, the guard probably tried to rough up the inmate first and then the inmate, uh, defended herself. And then what happened is basically a a male SWAT team was called in, uh, beat the shit out of her, drug her down some stairs. And then the rest of the inmates like kind of never heard from her for a while. And, and they were worried that she was basically just killed. Uh, so what they did is they took over the prison, um, same sort of situation as, as what happened in Attica where an inmate was, was murdered by guards. Uh, Thankfully this, this inmate wasn't murdered by the guards, but uh, you know, she wasn't given due process. Um, She wasn't allowed to even like uh, uh, plead her case before a court or anything like that. Um, They just threw her directly into solitary confinement without even, you know, letting, you know, her cellmate or people who, you know, she had made friends with in the, uh, in the, prison uh where she was or what had happened to her uh it wasn't until they staged this uprising and uh and and got media attention on it and everything like that that uh um the inmate who was thrown into solitary was eventually released from solitary uh was able to argue her case uh because the situation was so muddy i think it was basically just thrown out um and uh, nobody really had any, like, uh, extreme uh, repercussions for this. Uh, nobody died during this, uh, uh, also, uh, which is cool. Um, and and something, you know, actually came of it, and, and at least getting this person out of uh, solitary confinement. Um. <clears throat> well,
0: August Rebellion? More like August Rebellion.
1: What does that even mean?
0: I mean, it's the where the word August or like Augustus, it means respectable. Oh, it's respectable <laughs> well, rebellion.
1: Cool. cool. It's, it's better now that you explained it, I guess.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, someone someone got it. Someone, someone. got it. I mean, yeah. I, I could have done like an August <sniffs> Revolution joke. Would you prefer that?
1: Well, that's, that's already linked at the top as uh, if you're looking for the August Revolution, uh, which is the 1945 <laughs> yeah. Vietnamese uprising.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. August okay. Rebellion more like Ho Chi Minh in a women's prison. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ho Chi Women, Ho <laughs> oh, Chi Women, Ho Chi Minh. That's the dumbest thing. Ever. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, oh, well, yeah, that's the uh, the short and dirty about the August Rebellion, and and basically, what I'm trying uh, to do Bench- here is <laughs> what's that. Nothing.
0: <laughs> Just made it. <laughs> you said short and dirty, and I yeah. turned it into a Vietnamese joke.
2: Oh, that's
1: <laughs> uh, one person got it and made a kissy face at you in the comments. We're very proud. Oh, good. Yeah, Emily. Um,
3: thanks, Emily. Wait till she hears the Vietnamese slurry you said. Yeah. Yeah,
1: all right. Oh god, there's a delay. Yeah.
3: I'm gonna watch all my friends leave me. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll be here. Um, so basically, the point I'm trying to get across here is that a lot of these uh, uprising and rebellions are are a uh, response to prison lost. abuse, right? right. Um, go ahead and go to the next one, John. Uh, the new New Mexico State Penitentiary riot.
0: Look, I don't have a pun for this one. I don't know. I was on a roll. I had one for all of them than this one.
1: Maybe, maybe you'll find Looks one as we go
0: through. Um, right, let's try.
1: So uh, this was a prison where overcrowding was a major issue. Um, we'll, we'll get into it more later, but a lot of nonviolent prisoners cell uh, uh, together with violent prisoners, etc. Um... Et Several well, that's where the training being...
0: programs are. What's that? That's where the training programs are. <clears throat> if you want to become good at crime, you go to prison so that someone, right. someone more serious than you, can help.
1: Them. Um, so go ahead and uh, scroll down a little bit, John. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a list of demands in here somewhere. List of demands.
2: Oh, 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 causes.
1: A... Yeah, right there. Oh, yeah, causes. Well. Uh, <clears throat> Causes of the riot are well documented. Author Roger Morris uh, wrote that the riot was a predictable incident based on an assessment of prison conditions, prison overcrowding, and inferior prison services. Common problems in many correctional facilities were major causes of the disturbance. Um, On the night of the riot, there were 1,156 inmates in a prison that had beds for fewer than 962 or 963. Uh, First-time nonviolent prisoners were not adequately separated from repeat violent prisoners. Many were housed in crowded, unsanitary dormitories. Uh, P&M's uh, food was of poor quality, a problem which was exacerbated by the prevalence of cockroaches and mice. Intestinal diseases were common. A visiting warden reported p as the filthiest institution he had ever seen. Another cause was the cancellation of educational recreational and other rehabilitative programs when the educational and recreational programs were stopped in 1975 prisoners had to be locked down for long periods these conditions created strong feelings of deprivation and discontent in the inmate population that would increasingly lead to violence and disorder so we started out the article by saying this is one of the most violent prisons well my brother in christ you made the violent conditions right um we're memeing Real time. Uh, (laughs) Inconsistent policies and poor communications meant relations between officers and inmates were increasingly in decline. These patterns have been described as paralleling trends in other U.S. prisons as populations started to grow in the 1970s. The Attica prison riot was organized with solidarity among prisoners demonstrated by their lack of interest in attacking one another whereas the snitch system and the New Mexico penitentiary pitted inmate against inmate, resulting in the distrust among inmates unless identified with a group. Basically, the uh, prison guards were using a snitch system, which also created the prison gang system there.
0: Um, Yeah, they they reinvented racism.
1: Right. Uh, (laughs) So again, uh, making the point that a lot of these uprisings are, uh, you know, because there are very legitimate concerns and complaints about how the, uh, the institution is being uh, run. Um, go ahead and go to the next link. So, uh, this is, uh, shoot. What's the name of it? The Southern Ohio correctional facility, um, which, uh, had a riot in
0: 1993. Um, sounds like a
1: riot. So the, the, the group of, uh, identified leaders which there there was technically no leadership but the you know government likes to point people out as you know the masterminds of of operations so that they can prosecute them unduly and make a an example out of them which we'll we'll talk about a little bit later um on easter sunday april 11th 1993 450 lucasville inmates including an unlikely alliance of the prison gangs gangster disciples black muslims and the aryan brotherhood rioted, and took over the facility for 11 days. The prisoners' main concerns were serious overcrowding and mismanagement of the facility and Muslim frustration stemming from mandated tuberculosis testing. Uh, To go into that, um, the reason that they were having a problem with this is the tuberculosis testing involved an injection which uh, had phenol, I think, in it. Uh, which which is uh um oh yeah there we go it's right here yeah Uh, i i forgot that this is part of the wikipedia (laughs) wikipedia article uh it contained phenol and therefore went against islamic restrictions concerning the handling and consumption of alcohol uh there are plenty of other tests for tuberculosis that don't involve this and instead of you know uh respecting the the religious beliefs of the muslims uh in the prison uh, they were trying to force them to get this tuberculosis test anyways uh this is you know this is one of many issues um <clears throat> so uh during this uh, a couple of uh, people were killed because of the snitch system um and and uh you know re- retaliation uh during this moment of of uh you know disorder um but you know for for the intensity of the riot and and what happened really not that many people were killed and you know the the mass amount of of complaints that were essentially being levied against the prison uh you know you would you would imagine that people who are now in control of the system and have you know full power over it uh if they really wanted revenge and not just some kind of fair treatment they would have just started murdering everybody right Um, that's not what happens during this. And you have, and, and, you know, this isn't me making the argument for the red brown Alliance sort of stuff or anything like that, but you have very opposed groups, you know, you've got the gangster disciples, the black Muslims and the Aryan brotherhood all working together towards this common goal. And it just show- in
0: a multipolar right. prison system. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and really what it what it boils down to is, is a solidarity of the of the class structure within the prison, right? All these prisoners might be from different gangs, but they have this understanding that there, there is a, a a a same classness between all of them. Um and, and there's a power structure above them that is oppressing them. Um, this uh, I, I was this was brought to my attention by Chris Hedge's book, uh, uh, "America: The Farewell Tour," uh, where where uh, we're actually going to look at an excerpt uh, next. Uh, so go ahead and go to the next link, John. Um, so this is a uh, excerpt from from that book, um, where he's talking to Sadiq Hassan, who was one of the mm, The guys that was in the uh the black muslims right um he was kind of pegged as the mastermind for all of this and uh he's he's currently on death row uh, i think still imagine going through
0: all that and still getting pegged (laughs) jesus christ man (laughs) (laughs) um so so, maybe that's maybe that's why you do
3: it maybe maybe that's Uh, yeah i guess Um, the only way to get a good pegging in this country yeah. yeah start a prison
1: yeah. up uprising
3: i mean um, cops
0: they're uh, well uh, well trained in uh, the, the searches good great it's reaching into your budget
1: love, love that we did all that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um so this is an excerpt from the book um i i highly recommend it it was one of the best books i ever read um but this is uh chris hedges interviewing sadiq hassan who again was from the black Muslims and, uh, uh, was, was identified, not pegged by the state identified by the state as being a leader, even though he, he kind of clearly wasn't a leader and, and it's on record. Like they, they have a recording of someone like, um, doing the investigation, basically saying and admitting like, no, uh, he wasn't a leader. There were, there were no leaders really. Um, so even despite all that, he's uh, he's still gotten the death penalty for it, and he's still sitting on death row. Um, but the one of the reasons I kind of wanted to bring this up is is because the the book makes this this interesting uh, observation, and I'll start reading now. Uh, there are lessons about resistance Hassan has learned that apply not only to the 2.3 million Americans who are incarcerated, but to a society in which the loss of civil liberties and the creation of the security and surveillance state increasingly mirror the prison state revolt he said must include certain elements those who rebel must understand how systems of power work otherwise effective resistance is impossible revolt requires a disciplined and hierarchical organization and an incorruptible leadership to prevent betrayal anarchy and bloodshed to maintain unity there must be a commitment to nonviolence and a refusal to allow intrusion from personal racial or religious animosities, including the hatred many prisoners feel for homosexuals and those who are informants or snitches for the prison administration. Divisions among the oppressed, Hassan said, are gifts to the oppressor. There must also be a clear set of achievable demands and an active support network outside the prison willing to mobilize on behalf of the rebels. Any revolt requires transparency, including informing the authorities in advance of a protest and articulating demands. Prisoners who mobilize an entire prison cannot hope to keep anything secret, given the swarms of informants. He said. Scroll down, John. Uh, finally, a revolt requires a willingness on the part of the rebel leaders to sacrifice and even lose their lives. For him, Hassan said, this last element is made possible by his faith. Um. So there's a couple of things to to dig into there, <clears throat> uh, namely, I. I would push back against a little bit of the nonviolence stuff because a lot of times violence isn't really defined, uh, in a very clear way. And I think sometimes violence is a little bit justified. Um, but I think trying to be nonviolent is probably a good idea. Um, other things that, that matter is, is, uh, you know, how, how he talks about, uh, uh, divisions among the oppressed are a gift to the oppressor. Um, you know, the this isn't like an anti-leftist infighting sort of call sort of thing, but, you know, understanding that we we all kind of have to eat the same shit pie, and maybe, you know, since we're all eaters of the shit pie, maybe we, we have something in common, um, which is that we probably don't want to eat the shit pie anymore. I don't
0: know. Um
1: so he uh he continues don't eat the shit pie <laughs>
0: yeah uh, it's the, it's, we're, that's what we're on our way to friends the shit pie the right? no longer eating shit pies that's uh that's Probably. the best we can hope for
1: mm-hmm. and maybe the worst we can uh, imagine i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's easier to imagine the end of the world than the end of shit
2: pies
3: <laughs> uh, I, i'm just worried that uh that when we're 65 that we're just gonna be like hideously deformed with tumors
0: yeah i mean yeah but no. that'll be helpful uh, <laughs> because it'll speed up your demise because really the thing i worry about is that we hit 65 and we're just healthy enough to like keep shuffling around the house for another 25 years but then the world doesn't have water or food anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think uh, yeah. one of the mm-hmm. most valuable lessons that I ever learned from uh, you know popular culture is uh, is X Men, in which what if the mutations mm. are good? Actually, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. What if well, I what
1: get if some sick claws or like so. laser vision or something? You know, that that'd, that'd be neat.
3: It'd probably just be like a purple dick, though. <laughs> yeah. Hey.
1: Maybe that's a selling point to some people. I don't know. Yeah,
0: it's not even <laughs> different in any other way. It's just a different color. Oh, yeah, yeah, never mind.
1: Take it back. And uh, I don't know. The dicks are kind of purple. <laughs> well, it looks nice in the light,
3: I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's not weird. It's, it's not, not like weird to purple, purple It's
1: more like a like a like a maw or something, right?
3: Yeah. I don't Burgundy. know D. <laughs> <laughs> berg, berg, that's the unfortunate bird. side
1: dee dee of purple
0: um, cool. I like I have, a, I have a very specifically colored penis uh, the color is called a bruise <laughs> yeah.
1: all the blood vessels under my penis's skin are that's broken just, <laughs> just punching my cock <laughs> um great uh so so to continue <laughs> with uh sadiq Hassan. <laughs> most prisoners don't no. have a problem going on strike for fair wages and better conditions he said they will challenge the powers that be the problem is that we need people on the outside to help us if we go on a hunger strike and starve ourselves if we refuse to work or participate in our own self-destruction there have to be groups publicizing our resistance and backing us um, I wanted to read that part especially because you know you might be you might be in society right now and you go like well how does that apply to me I'm in society I can't be outside the prison and uh, I I would say that this has a uh, a consistency with with an international community of people who are interested in not bettering you know just their own countries but all of our countries.
0: Mike and, is literally trying to get you to mail bombs to Ukraine now. That's not <laughs> that's what I'm trying to cool. do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that I is mean, not uh, what I'm saying. Um, proxy wars is
3: like bad. envelopes. Uh, I thought it was uh, anti-vegan propaganda, so that we could train doves to smuggle files up their ass to prisoners. That'd be cool. Ooh. Yeah, but I'll we can't. But that's beans. not vegan, so we can't be vegan.
1: Can you? Can you actually train doves like that?
3: I mean, pigeons and shit. Yeah,
1: Yeah, those
3: are pigeons. Pigeons and doves are the same thing. Well, no, doves are a thousand times stupider.
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Pigeons and doves are not the same thing. Pigeons are weird and disgusting creatures, but they're they're very rat-like intelligent creatures as well.
3: And they are can doves fit just a, a very large, yeah, metal yeah, file but like a type of
0: dove.
1: It's it's pigeons are a type of dove, I think, but like one is stupid and one's yeah. smart.
0: So when I said that, that 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 pigeons are doves, I was absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, <man. laughs> not what you meant,
2: though.
0: Uh, my my doubt. No, it's it's absolutely what I meant. Uh, just but, fucking come on, go ahead. But but I I'm just saying that the problem might be. It would be difficult to get a, a a dove or a pigeon. I thought you were going to say get something its serious, way but we're still on <laughs> <butt. laughs> That that would be difficult. Yeah, which is why I think asses. we
3: should eat seeds.
0: Why um, do they shit shit so much?
1: This is like a step away from the, from the Wait, like do the doves have files in here? their butts
0: or do we? Did
1: I misunderstand that part? I, I guess with the, the thumb drive, were, were... you can you can kind of smuggle anything inside anything now.
0: <laughs> His knowledge is power A digital age um cool yeah how about how about bees that carry these things into your rump
1: no, we don't have any of those anymore
0: yeah those are those are going away all right never mind yeah Dumb <laughs> idea dorian yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: danko sorry
0: <sighs> i just wanted to have bees in people's butts simple needs
1: let's move along
3: yeah, no more bad ideas. <laughs> Not gonna stop there.
1: <laughs> uh, if I move along, I met next link, John. Sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. No, that, that's on me. That's on me. Um, yeah, just the
0: awkward silence of waiting for me to say something stupid again.
1: No. Uh, so so hard. we've looked at a bunch of prison uprisings and their concerns, and now I think it's a good time to validate these concerns. Uh, with some very fun statistics.
0: Um, Hell yeah.
1: So this is from the Prison Policy Initiative. Uh, new data, state prisons are increasingly deadly places. This is from the Bureau of Justice Statistics, so um, this is the system accidentally telling on itself, I guess. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, did you
0: Did you Google BJ statistics?
1: <laughs> you you know, you I should this? have. <laughs> John, don't do that.
0: <laughs> uh, because I, I did some math earlier today, actually, around you know something similar. Yeah, which
1: yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I was uh, sorting out how many times you would have to jizz uh, in order to make uh, a uh, 0. .035 ounce or like 0. 0.99 gram uh, razor blade so you could kill yourself to escape from your masturbation addiction. Yeah, uh, and apparently you only have to jerk off a few uh, fewer than fifteen thousand times. Okay, well,
1: I mean, it really depends on the size, right? So that might be true for you, but for I some mean, this people, is average load. <laughs> yeah,
0: and oh, okay. you, the, the thing is that that you uh, really you can only you can only get like a couple of those out in a day, you know, before it starts to diminish a bit, you know. It's all diminishing returns after you jerked off twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Minutes.
1: God made uh, man with limits for a reason. Exactly.
3: Exactly. You could just jerk off till you die of dehydration yeah. if you hate yourself. That's that
0: much. true. That's true. Yeah. But you know, I, I I want us to smelt uh cum iron
2: <laughs> into, into
0: a tiny razor blade. Uh, but I would here's, here's the... a real question. Go ahead uh, is that, uh, you just keep making more jizz, uh, until your body starts to, you know, reintegrate it. And that generally takes place over about two days, right? So you can, that's, that's when you reach maximum load. Right. And so if you only come once every two days, maybe you could actually get a ton faster. I'm not sure. I have to do more math. What yeah. I all I'm saying is, I bought a whole bunch of measuring cups. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> little shot glasses and spoons and bunch of uh, bunch of pony dolls and
2: the the detectives me, are me
0: gonna.
1: Uh, the detectives are going to have a real hard time when they find you with your, your throat slit and, and a bunch of cumin. <laughs> <laughs> i
0: be like, why are these jars all over all of his radiators? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, what's happening with prison? Uh, dying more, actually.
1: Um, um, go, go ahead and go down to the graph. The graph kind of says all, all you need to do to, to say. Um, deaths by suicide homicide and intoxication are on the rise in state prisons number of deaths uh, in state prisons by unnatural cause of death uh 2001 to 2018 uh so the the rate goes from 168 back in 2001 to 311 in 2018 um
0: it is really cool looking at this um and realizing that you are significantly more likely to die by your own hand in prison than uh, by homicide, and in recent years, way more likely to overdose than homicide. That's yeah. kind of fun. That's, that's a um, food for thought, kids.
1: So even though these uh, prison conditions have been made extremely more violent, um, inmate on inmate homicide, you know, Hasn't seen quite the uh, the same rate of rise as uh, drug or alcohol intoxication and suicide deaths. Um, still, still rising a lot. Still um, rising a lot but, because, but like yeah, I said, it has been well. made a, a much more uh, vicious system. Um, go ahead and uh, and and uh, we'll, we'll get into later about why this is probably the prison guards' uh, fault. But you know who cares? Um, go ahead and go to the next link. <laughs> Uh, So, another very uh, alarming statistic is uh, for suicide and deaths linked to drugs or alcohol, it's uh, the first few days in jail that are the deadliest. Uh, Go ahead and go down to the graph uh, below. Um, More than half of all jail deaths occur within a month of admission. Uh, For people who die from drugs, alcohol, or suicide, even a day or a week can mean the difference between life and death uh drug and alcohol intoxication uh the median uh death is one day so that means that there's quite a few deaths that happen before an entire day has passed uh suicide nine days again these are all median uh time served before death uh accident um weird word to use in my opinion Uh, i don't know how you haven't
0: go ahead when you have more fatal accidents than you have suicides uh by by one
2: (laughs) (laughs) right
0: this is such a weird i don't even know what to think of it in in that case because it seems like both there are too many suicides so i'll I'll make a real quick accidents and also way more accidents than there should be per suicide. I'll make a real quick
1: correction. Uh, This isn't more accidents than suicides. This is how many days it takes before somebody dies from this. Right.
0: Well, also if it if it if it takes a shorter period of time, I would assume in most cases it happens more often. Yeah. I mean that's that's an assumption, but it's not necessarily the case. Right.
1: I just I just wanted to Um, be pedantic about that that point.
0: But yeah, no, but that, that's even more like ominous and bizarre, though, uh, is that right. if you die of an accident in prison, the average amount of time it takes you for you to have a fatal accident is 10 days. Yeah, that's it's it, it just like I, I get like there there's probably a point uh, like let's let's think about this in terms of uh, like a job, right? Like workplace accidents are probably a little bit more common you're when, when you're first starting off. Probably a bit more common, right? Uh and then uh over time uh it's it becomes increasingly more likely, however, if you didn't have an accident your first month that you will eventually have an accident, right? Like eventually mm-hmm. people will have an accident. Uh and but then after a while that drops precipitously, I'm sure. Uh, because suddenly you're like so experienced that you it's very unlikely for you to have an accident uh and then probably increases somewhere because you you become a brain damaged person complacency Um, kills or that yeah (laughs) but but the the idea of within a week and a half having a fatal accident uh like even even doing like I don't know like painting fascia on like mansions or something. Like mm. that seems absurd. Or like doing electrical work or something. Um, like I'm, I'm sure again that accidents are probably pretty common when you're starting off with these things. But what accidents happen when you're in jail? You're in a box.
2: Right. And that's why that's why I think like accidents slip
0: down the stairs. Yeah,
1: accident is a very weird term to use here because. I don't think there's such a thing as accidents in uh in, in workplaces, you know?
0: Oh, um, I see where you're going with this. I mean, no, no, I'm just kidding. But, but
1: but accident is a weird... No, I mean,
0: that, you're, you're kind of right, though. Yeah, uh, in in but, this context, I'm right, yeah.
1: because it's weird that they're in such a controlled environment and an accident is happening somehow.
0: Well, also, I mean, like, in terms of workplace accidents or, like, road accidents, there's no such thing as know. an accident in, in, a, in a way. accidentally but...
1: killed a couple of people on the job, man. <laughs>
0: but... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, all I know is that um, Epstein probably oh. accidented himself. Yes. Yeah. Epstein died an accident. It was an,
2: it
1: was an accident that pants. all the cameras didn't work and uh, and uh, yeah. he was he was uh, accidentally not watched for many hours and. Um, yeah. What are, what are we looking up and why? How how to <laughs>
0: how how many accidents can I have?
4: Oh, right. yeah, uh, e before oh, I, yeah, but whatever.
1: It'll work.
0: Yeah, doing a Google image search for that.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's go Of the timeline that CNN put there, that'll that'll.
3: There you go. Well, the CNN put in,
0: put in? down. Well, oh, there
3: it is. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Oh no! But this is just a timeline. I was hoping it would be like one of
1: those, like uh, left Uh to right, like
3: when he was arrested. His
1: his arrest, uh, July 6th, and then uh, scroll down, Uh, July twenty third. So, yeah, not not too far outside the the range of an accident, I guess. Hmm.
0: But a little bit out the outside of the range of suicide.
1: Yeah, it must have just been an accident, guys.
0: (laughs) I mean, I was trying to make my bed the other day, and you know, it's not a thing that I do very often. To be fair, so accidents happen. <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> I, I got, I got one of those sheets wrapped around my neck, and wow, that's I, weird. Like, I just, oh. yeah, and I just oh. fucking, I fell off the bed. I started choking. Oh.
3: Your, yeah it was it was really your, your 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 knee, knee-shaped lamp left a bruise in the middle of your back yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly are you sure that wasn't the, uh, the the
3: malevolent
1: spirit that most assuredly lives in your haunted old milwaukee house
3: yeah in your drop ceiling <laughs> yeah <laughs> a hundred percent so. chance there's a psychopath up there oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I
0: leave treats out for them at night. I bought milk just for that. Milk and cookies for the drop ceiling (laughs) man. (laughs)
1: Um, Homicide, 29 days is the median. um, And illness is uh, 33 days. Um, I I will be making a point about why all of these things are completely preventable including the illness part because uh, we've seen you know uh, the New Mexico State Penitentiary, for instance, that we we talked about where the warden said it was one of the filthiest institutions he's ever been in in his life. Uh, overcrowding leads to more persistent illness. Overcrowding m- means that uh, prisoners aren't being properly taken care of. Um, lots of factors that go into why illness is, uh, is a leading cause of prisoners uh, when it doesn't really have to be. Um, A lot of preventable illness. I haven't been able to find solid statistics for what happened to prisoners during COVID nineteen, but I know that there is definitely some horrific numbers that we are going to see come out of the prison system uh,
0: in relation to that. Will at least they weren't in an old folks home,
1: right? Yeah, at least they weren't in an old folks home in New York, uh, which is probably the worst place you could have been uh, during COVID. Thank
0: you, Cuomo, with your pointy nipples. (sighs) Yeah.
1: Uh, John, go ahead and go to the next depressing link. What
0: was that face, Mike? You didn't like thinking about Cuomo's nipples?
1: No, I... Uh, uh, some Somehow, part of my drink wasn't mixed properly, and, and I mm-hmm. think I just took a shot of vodka in my mixed drink. Okay, so
0: you do like thinking of Cuomo's nipples?
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. The little okay. barbells poking through the shirt.
0: Yeah, dude, that's so hot.
1: Um. So this is about... Uh, inmate abuse statistics uh go ahead and zoom in a little bit so i can read better um
3: oops no <laughs> uh, that, that was actually okay
1: that, that's good uh prisons are commonly portrayed as violent and unsafe inmates are believed to be rowdy and threatening in part due to the violent offenders who are in the system however while physical and sexual attacks among inmates occur across the country prison staff are also responsible for abusing inmates In a study that involved almost 7,000 inmates in 12 state prisons, 21% of physical assaults the participants experienced were committed by prison staff, while 19% were committed by other inmates. You might be able to do math and go, wait, that's only 40%, where's the other 60%? This is only uh, physical assault, I I I dug through all the fucking side links on this. this is, uh, this is the only physical assaults that resulted in some kind of serious injury. Um, so, uh, 60% of assaults are just like, oh, I got a couple of bruises and like, maybe we got into a little scuffle or whatever. Uh, 40% of them lead to serious injury. Uh, 20% of that 40 or 21% of that 40%, uh, is, uh, on, on behalf of the guards, uh, 19% is my other inmates. This means that the prison guards are technically more violent, uh, than, uh, the inmates by a f- pretty far margin because you only have a couple of guards for, you know, a, a lot more inmates, right? Um, we're, we're, we're using a smaller pool, um, to, you know, uh, to a more violent end, I guess. Um, when staff members are the attackers, uh... <clears throat> or sorry i should read the rest of that uh, paragraph i was on uh the results of the study and years of investigations and numerous former and current inmates uh who reported physical and sexual assault show a sordid history and reveal a disturbing pattern when staff members are the attackers the abuse of power has led to even deeper problems within the system whether prison officials ignore violence among inmates and staff, mock and demean those in need or threaten victims who try to report abuse, the negative impact on culture, safety, and rehabilitation are far reaching. So another, uh, you know, thing that needs to be read into the statistic here is that there is a very large incentive for a prisoner to not report abuse by a guard, right? Um, you're, you're, taking the person who has all the power over you and saying, hey, what you did to me was wrong and expecting them to not continue to do bad things to you. Um, Go ahead and go to the next link.
0: Look, Dad, I just wanted to have a quick sit down about all the beatings you've been giving me. <laughs>
1: right. And then Dad reaches for his belt because Dad is a maniac.
0: No, sorry, Dad. I uh, I'm really busy right now. Will 4 p.m. Thursday work for you? <laughs>
1: um. So another thing that guards like to do is they like to run informant networks, and uh, this is from the Innocent Project, Innocence Project. Uh, unregulated jailhouse informant testimony deeply harms our justice system. Uh, so. What could be worse than going to prison for a crime you didn't commit, in part because someone fabricated testimony against you, making matters worse, those people providing that testimony receive leniency in their own cases or other benefits in exchange for their untruthful testimony. Unregulated jailhouse informant testimony sends innocent people to prison and even to death row while costing taxpayers millions and failing to bring justice to victims of crime. Uh, Jailhouse informant testimony is one of the leading contributing factors of wrongful convictions nationally, playing a role in nearly one in five of the 367 DNA-based exoneration cases. Uh, So um, guards like to uh, start pitting the prisoners against each other, um, which I think is why, you know, homicide has this like uh, a uh, 30-day median time period because you know you get somebody in there and then uh the guards start uh start manipulating uh uh green prisoners and um the green prisoners do something out of line to the older prisoners and the prisoners kill them um you might think and that the, this the... is reading into the situation a little bit too much but we'll look at the next link and we'll show how that's not true dory and go ahead
0: well no i mean if if you're gonna murder someone if you're if 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 you're going to murder someone you're going to murder someone you don't trust.
1: Right, exactly.
0: There you go. Done.
1: So, this is about uh criminal informants and uh <clears throat> criminal informants are incentivized by a wide range of beliefs or <laughs> wide range of benefits. To produce information for the government, the most common benefit is leniency for the informants' own crimes, but the informants also work for all sorts of other things, including money, drugs, improved conditions of confinement, or legal immigration status for themselves or family members. Uh, And again, these these criminal informants are all prisoners. Um, So you're taking someone who is in a desperate situation already, which is prison, saying, hey, I'll give you some nice things if you rat on somebody else um and uh you know the 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 negotiation is not equal here it is a predatory system and the guards know what they're doing which is basically risking this informant's life because if this informant is found out they're probably going to be stabbed or beaten severely uh by the inmates for for being a rat uh and and the guards know this and it's because the guards don't at uh, the guards and uh the justice system doesn't really want to do its actual job, which is to try to find the truth of the matter or whatever. Um, Well, that would be hard. Yeah, that would be hard. That would require evidence and uh, effort. Um, (laughs) Government officials, conversely, have strong reasons to ignore informant wrongdoing and unreliability in order to win cases. Officials have been known to lie, break rules, cut corners, and even commit additional crimes to create, reward, and protect their informants the entire market is challenging to track and regulate because so many of its operations are secretive and informal in all these ways the informant deal threatens the integrity integrity of the criminal process at the same time using informants offers real benefits to law enforcement sometimes informants permit the government to investigate and convict offenders Who would otherwise escape prosecution the fbi's use of mafia informants some of the murderers helped dismantle organized crime kenneth lay the corrupt ceo of enron was convicted based on the testimony of numerous cooperating defendants more broadly the informant deal has become an integral part of american plea bargaining a way of negotiating and resolving thousands of cases as well as generating evidence and some trading leniency for information is a risky public policy with deep implications for the entire criminal process. This piece explains an especially fraught version of that policy, the use and reward of jailhouse informants. Uh, Go ahead and scroll down a little bit more. Uh, Jailhouse snitches, an especially problematic kind of informant. Jailhouse snitches, sometimes referred to as in-custody informants, are a particularly risky and unreliable category of criminal informant. Like all informants, they provide evidence to the government in hope of receiving a benefit, but they have an additional characteristic, or they have an additional characteristics that make them especially poor witnesses. They are incarcerated, so they are surrounded by a ready-made supply of vulnerable targets who are already suspected of criminal conduct. At the same time, because jailhouse informants are under the control of jail officials, there are many benefits and incentives for which they can exchange information, including food, cigarettes, visiting privileges, phone access, and cell assignments. Uh, simply being in jail incentivizes informants to come up with information and educates them about how to do so. Prisoners learn from law enforcement and uh, from other prisoners, a wide range of practices and expectations about how to be a jailhouse snitch while incarcerated. For example, detainees may acquire new skills in gathering and fabricating information, learning how to find news reports, how to steal other prisoners, legal papers, recruit family members on the outside to do research or to collude with other prisoners. Um... You don't have to go through all of this, uh, but basically this this uh this leads to a bunch of uh really shoddy evidence um it puts the uh, life of the uh the informant at risk uh, because they become a snitch and people want to kill them now um and and this is you know yet another instance where the uh the prison system, the the warden and the guards, especially, are creating a system where um, they're the source of the violence and mistrust among prisoners that is leading to the violence in the prison system. Um, I guess that's all I had to say about that. If anybody has anything they'd like to chime in with.
2: Yeah! Yeah! We love to see it. Yeah. We, love, we
1: love to see a system oh. making things so people have to eat each other.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I,
3: I love though that like uh uh apparently cops are so lazy they have to teach convicted fucking criminals to be cops for them.
1: Look, John. It's like You can give a man information, but if you teach him how to fish for that information... (laughs) (laughs) He'll get murdered 28 days into a sentence. Yeah, he will get murdered uh, before uh, the first month he's in prison.
3: Or act act, slash accident. Yeah. Accident suicide.
0: Accidentally suicided. Go ahead
1: and go to the uh, next link um so this is a pretty lengthy thing that i read most of um i'll be be honest i didn't read the whole thing you son Um, of a bitch but this is uh uh, go ahead and go to the top so i can uh, read the uh so this is from the american journal of psychological research it is uh, uh published on july 20th 2005 and it's Titled "Cell Assignment Among Violent and Nonviolent Offenders and Its Effect on recidiv- bleh, Recidivism," um,
2: read that goddamn abstract. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. the abstract reads: Often, the prison system places nonviolent offenders in cells with offenders that are more violent. Some believe this has led to a rise in violent encounters among inmates. Kirkman, two thousand and two. According to observational learning, seeing violence leads to doing violence. The purpose of the study was to examine the effects of cell assignments for nonviolent and violent inmates. Individuals celled with more violent offenders tended to commit more violent subsequent crimes. These results have implications for the importance of cell assignment among inmates. Um, Well, shit. I'm mostly a prison abolish, uh, abolishment guy, abolitionist.
3: And there you go. Yeah,
1: I found the word. Took me some time.
3: Um, Honestly, abolish words.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Abolish words too. Yeah, this is never talk. Um,
3: yeah, I'm down. But uh, you I'm know, vow of silence right now.
1: Maybe maybe some some day in the distant future we can go into why a lot of uh, supposed violent offenders aren't even actually violent offenders. Uh, but you know, as, as long as we have a prison system that seeks to, uh, to remove certain people from our society who have been deemed unfit for society, uh, maybe it would be a good idea to have a classification. And, and I think nonviolent crimes are things that you shouldn't be jailed for. Um, but when you put non uh, nonviolent offenders with violent offenders, uh you you create a situation in which that non-violent person now has to become a violent person in order to essentially survive their uh their assigned cohabitation right um and that's that's basically all this 195 page document says for as far as I read it which was I think like 50 pages before I got tired um but yeah uh that's a bad thing that happens um and we shouldn't do that.
0: That's all I got.
3: Prisons are bad.
1: Yeah, prisons are bad. You and then broke out
3: of silence. You fuck. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, oh fuck! <laughs> Damn it! I already forgot. Uh,
1: go ahead and go to the next link. And this has to do with rehabilitation, which uh, doesn't really exist in prison and specifically not rehabilitation, uh, you know, for like violent behavior, but rehabilitation for drugs. Um, which one of the biggest tragedies of the prison system is that so many people are locked up with their only crime being that they're having a chemical dependency issue. And, uh, you know, they're having trouble controlling themselves because of it. These are oftentimes nonviolent people, um, not not even people who are you know uh doing a crime that has any kind of victim whatsoever um this is legalized
0: booze cruising
1: yeah legalized booze cruising you know, bro um <laughs> but no ser- seriously though th- this is you know this is this is people who are struggling and and their only crime is having a substance that you're not supposed to have um and then you know this this is from uh go to the top sorry i forget the organization i got this from oh man that's way up there oh national library of medicine thank you um so uh yeah that highlighted portion so this this little this little sub thing here uh access to treatment uh, drug education, not drug treatment, is the most common service provided to prisoners with drug abuse or addiction problems. More than one quarter of state inmates and one in five federal inmates meeting abuse dependence criteria participate in self help groups such as Alcoholics Anonymous while in prison. However, though treatment during and after incarceration has been shown to significantly reduce drug use and drug related crime, Less than 20% of inmates with drug abuse or dependence receive formal treatment. Uh, so basically what we do instead of uh, giving addicts any kind of rehabilitation that would be substantive and useful is we send them to D.A.R.E.
0: D.A.R.E. plus God.
1: Yeah, D.A.R.E. plus God, which is what Alcoholics Anonymous is, and I'll never go. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> baby, I'm, probably, I'm probably not kidding. <laughs> I'm
3: never going. <laughs> you can't stop there
0: are, me. There are, there are better ones. There are better ones.
1: I'm I'm part of Booze Cruisers Anonymous. <laughs>
0: Booze Boofers. Booze Boofers um, of Bonibus.
1: So so yeah, like like I said, this is uh this is the last time we'll we'll cover this subject for a little while. Uh, by the subject, I mean exclusively the the prison industrial complex. Uh, but I felt it was something that's important to talk about it's Um, actually in our contract
0: we're not allowed to bring up prison for the next 37 episodes
1: yeah i did make you guys sign that um so so we're just going to pretend that people are going to a farm up north (laughs) Um, right yeah uh but you know i i hope this has been informative uh to people or or at least um affirmative to people who who already are on the page of uh at at the very least prison reform but probably prison abolition um and uh you know if there's anything we missed that that you think we really need to talk about let me know and uh maybe someday in the future we'll talk about it um does anybody have any final words before we move to some mouthwash since we've been talking about nothing but the grim reality of the prison system for the last hour and a half
0: man you know i just I, i just gotta say uh you know, like I always say, uh, uh, pee pee poo poo, pee pee poo poo, pee pee poo poo. <laughs> you
2: know, you're like you're thinking you know? this very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
0: but no, I mean, uh, c- can we can we talk for a brief period about uh, how cool Dare was, though?
1: You know, actually, I, I just looked over at the comments, and uh, Emily says yeah. Dare made me want to do drugs, which that's the point, I think. Honestly, it can't be something Dare-free. else.
0: Free. People who would otherwise bully you give them to you all the time. Yeah. Um, what What else does D.A.R.E. teach us about drugs? Sometimes you inject L.S.D. in your eyeball was something that I was told. Yeah. Uh, which you know, seems like uh, a really cool way to take
2: L.S.D. When, when, honestly, uh, that's pretty metal.
1: When John and
0: I were in the Marine Corps, we got mm-hmm. uh,
1: drug safety briefings all the time, which was essentially D.A.R.E. before the military. And I remember very vividly. And I think you and I were even maybe sitting next to each other, or not next to each other, but pretty close to each other in this auditorium where we were watching this this drug safety briefing. And uh it was going over the dangers of marijuana and one of the bullet points said you'll have like feelings of um of uh euphoria. And I was like, yeah. damn,
2: really Really,
1: really make me stay away from that one because I didn't. I didn't yeah. do any drugs. Uh, ex- uh, I drank a bunch before the the Marines. Uh, I didn't do any drugs until after the Marines, and it was partially because I saw that that thing that said marijuana feelings of euphoria, and I was like, man, I would love some euphoria right now. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> that,
2: that, that's I'd love always to feel something um... other than
3: hate. <laughs>
0: That was uh, so I I got to do uh, adult uh, drug education courses uh, as well at at a, at a point, and I I remember how weird that, yeah discussing euphoria yes. and, and that kind of stuff was because they would always try to sell it to you as well it's yeah you feel great but for how long it's right. like that's any it's moment about four hours <laughs> it's, it, it was on the last slide you told can, me can you how. imagine like you, like. Uh, have you go- ever been happy for four hours without drugs
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: go, go, going to
0: going to somebody
1: who's like uh, i don't know uh their their first baby is born and and you're like yeah you're happy right now but yep. for how long
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's that, that's like always been that uh somebody,
1: saying that at somebody's wedding like yeah you guys yeah, are happy that's, right that's now that's what i was gonna say
0: and i uh i've i've, I've done a bunch of uh uh, I've been the reverend at a bunch of weddings, and that's how I always end my speech. Is uh, well, I, I finish my speech, they say, you know, the whole I do thing. And then after they do that, I uh, end up looking both of them in the eyes, one after the other. And I say, yeah, you're happy, but for how long? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Huge argument uh, against drugs is that you're only happy temporarily. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're only happy till you die
1: as opposed to my lifelong happiness in which i never feel any pain or sorrow
2: yeah
0: yeah, yeah. um see yeah, that's pretty cool i i do remember so i had this guy officer rhodes who sucked he he was great um man my my mic keeps getting limp, <laughs> limp mike. That
4: bad boy up
0: spelled mike m-i-k-e yeah uh But um, he was awesome. And I I remember him telling a story once about why you shouldn't get tattoos. Uh, And it was a really mundane story, but it was, it's, it it sticks with me for some reason where apparently he had a buddy that got full sleeve tattoos. Okay. And then he went golfing with him and his cop buddies, but you see, can't show that he has tattoos to, cop buddies that would be inappropriate and so they were golfing out in a really hot place i don't fucking know and so he had to wear yeah just just golfing in the desert um and uh and he had to wear a long sleeve shirt uh and it would look weird if he wore a long sleeve shirt with shorts and so so he had to wear like a sweatsuit uh in the desert playing golf and imagine how miserable he was and it's just like what a bizarre array of made up problems.
4: You know why you know
1: why that guy You know why that that <clears throat> cop guy couldn't show his tattoos? Cuz they were racist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because the swastikas look bad in public.
0: Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> um, so that that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so Dare was awesome. Let's get some mouthwash, my uh, Actually, real quick, uh, I, there was another oh. point
1: I wanted to bring up about the drug thing. Um, mm. There is probably a reason that uh, people in uh, prison don't get any kind of drug rehabilitation, and uh, that's because they want these people to come back to prison at some point. Uh, yeah. For all the customers. previous episodes that we've discussed where, you know, prisoners are essentially free labor, uh, etc. Um
0: I don't even know if it's I, I, I'm sure that's part of it, but but I, I don't even think it's that well thought out. No, no I think no, it's, a, it's one of those things accident. where yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but I, I think it's one of those things where uh God, maybe this was like 10 years ago now, but there was this huge controversy over <laughs> prisoners having pillows uh and how fucked up it was that we allowed prisoners yeah. on death row to have pillows. <laughs> Uh, and so, like, why would you give them drug rehab if you don't want to give them like pillows or like
1: sure, books yeah. no, it's, or something? It's, so. it's cruelty one way or another, but this yeah. this form of cruelty uh, has has this long term benefit, which I think, uh, yeah. you know, I think largely, yeah, it's probably not that well thought out, but I think there's probably a couple of like really evil people in the prison system that are like, oh sure,
2: <laughs>
1: they'll. They'll keep being addicted, and we'll keep getting them back as free labor, uh, sort
2: of stuff. Hell yeah.
1: Because, uh, there are those kind of, uh, despicable, craven weirdos. Those exist. Charlie Kirk is one of them. despicable, west craven weirdos. Ben is one of them. It's how these yeah. fucking guys think
0: if you if you end up looking 16 in your 30s i think you become a weirdo conservative monster that's
1: probably true
3: yeah Yeah. Yeah. like like you you were never able to grow a beard
1: yeah you know i was thinking about it the other day and that's you know that's probably why i started getting white hairs in my beard uh, before my 30s because
0: you're not a rad lib
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm based you can look yeah. at my beard and see. <laughs> um, yeah, so mouthwash is,
0: time,
3: uh, I guess. Is, is Ben Shapiro the only married incel? Oh,
0: um, no, there's plenty of those. No, Charlie Rod Kirk Drayer. has a wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, know, what's next? This Fools. article
1: is about NFTs, which we love. Oh, yeah. um, very cool stuff. Ape yacht club. Uh, the the uh, <laughs> the board ape yacht yacht club
0: uh, was hacked recently, uh, and uh... please read the headline. It's one of the very uh, rare ones. I, I, yeah, I, I'm <laughs> yeah. having
3: trouble understanding. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it.
0: Hack on board ape yacht club NFTs leads to a three million
3: simian oblivion. What the That's fuck beautiful. does that mean? I'm into it. Um
1: scroll throw So them. I
0: oh,
3: okay.
1: So what you see uh, here are board ape NFTs. Yeah.
0: It's not a real yacht club. Um as far as I know. What
1: were you going to say, Danko? Go ahead before I before I say my shit.
0: No, just that it's not an actual yacht club, oh. which might clarify that. Yeah. So hack scroll up. <laughs> so I can, oh. I can read it. Up. Oh. Hack on board ape yacht club NFTs. So just hack on this NFT group leads to a 3 million simian oblivion. And it just sounds cool because simian oblivion.
3: Simian oblivion.
0: So Someone just hacked them and <laughs> took a bunch of money in that. All, yeah. That's um...
3: awesome. <laughs> Well, did they take a bunch of money or did they just take a, no, bunch, they took of, a bunch of screenshots? They NFTs, just took a bunch of screenshots. Which is a bunch point, of NF, yeah. Which was a the point. I not, was not going to real
2: things. things. Which is, oh, I, uh, I,
0: I thought you were confused about whether or not some like guy broke onto a yacht that was somehow full of NFTs.
2: How <laughs> <No, laughs> that? No.
0: Like hard drives. I don't know. No. It's, it's, <laughs> it does read like
3: that. I, I, I am dumb enough to uh, not understand and refuse to understand NFTs. Yeah, that's, that's uh, you know, dumb not enough to be smart.
1: That's that's fine. I think what's really hilarious is on the right there you have an ad for NFTs. Um,
3: oh Jesus! juxtaposed made with this
1: article of uh, uh, NFTs <laughs> being stolen. Um, the the uh, the thing that I would uh, have as an issue, uh, like a point of contention with this article, is. Um, <laughs> I don't think $3 million of NFTs were stolen because NFTs have no fucking value. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, that's that's uh, neither here nor there. Go ahead and scroll down to the uh, body of the article, John. Uh, Yuga Labs, the multi-billion dollar collective behind the infamous Bored Ape Yacht Club, Non-Fungible Tokens, has been targeted by another hacking attack leading to the theft of millions of dollars worth of Whoa. the Simian NFTs. Uh, Basie's uh, series of algorithmically generated cartoon eight profile pictures is one of the best-known collections of NFTs, a digital asset or artwork whose ownership is stored on a blockchain, a decentralized ledger of transactions like those used by cryptocurrencies. The attacker seized control of the Basie Instagram account and sent a phishing post that many followers were fooled into clicking on, connecting their crypto wallets to the hacker's smart contract, a mechanism for implementing a crypto transaction that enabled the attacker to steal the assets hidden or held in the wallets, seizing control of four bored apes as well as a host of other NFTs with an estimated value total value of $3 million. Um... So basically these these fucking uh, crypto bros who are always, you know, putting themselves as as, uh, you know, ahead of the curve or like super in tune with the the evolving uh, techno finance (laughs) landscape uh, were um, defeated by a simple phishing attack and uh, lost millions of supposed dollars of pictures of apes that are bored.
3: Hell
0: yeah! <laughs> hey, Mike, I, give me your password. I will may, not do that.
3: Please. Maybe we should accelerate global warming uh, <laughs> no. that's, by making that's more NFT. A,
1: a Bitcoin finance uh, proposition. Oh fuck! <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no way to get away from it. Um. So so that's a uh,
1: that's a little bit of mouthwash, and then and then our last bit of mouthwash. Um, listener of the show. Uh, mm. Mandy Moorhall Makes Music is their Instagram uh, yes. account. Uh, you can also look them up on Spotify under the name Mandy Morehall. Um Just think of uh, Mandy Moore uh, the the uh, the pop star and then add H-O-L to it. Now, now you've mm-hmm. got their name.
0: It's Mandy Moore and M- Andy Warhol.
1: Right. It's a mashup of those things it, like, which I thought would be it. self-evident by my explanation but I don't know. Thanks man. I never know. You seem but... to the have a very low opinion of the listener and viewer and yeah, you know
0: is, yeah, is it because I, I we're do. bad
1: or because you think they're bad
0: I think I've interacted with them
2: enough <laughs> I've seen you people
1: <laughs> um, but this is uh, and, and if you're unfamiliar with uh, Glassjaw, the band uh, this might they not make very women. much sense to you yeah, and you've never touched a woman or uh, ever uh, been in love. Um, but uh, this is a mashup of uh, Jordan Peterson and uh, uh, Glassjaw. Uh, the, the title of this piece, uh, which was made by Mandy Morehall, specifically for uh, the podcast, which, oh, nice. you know, shout out to them. Um, th- this, this might be uh, turned into some kind of playout music in the future. Um, but this is uh, Jordan Peterson uh versus a uh, glass jaw and it's called fedora tip your bartender
4: <laughs> well. i think it's revenge against god for the crime of being i think it's revenge against god for the crime of being sometimes the objective world and the american world touch you know that's union synchronicity And I've seen that many times in my own life. And so in some sense, I believe it's undeniable, you know? We have a narrative sense of the world. For me, that's been the world of morality. That's the world that tells us how to act. It's real, like we treat it like it's real. It's not the objective world. But the narrative and the objective world touch and the ultimate example of that in principle is supposed to be Christ. The horrors that accompany loss of faith in the idea of the individual it is only the individual after all who suffers the group does not suffer i think it's revenge against god for the crime of being only those who compose it thus the reality of the individual must be regarded as primary is suffering to be recorded. All right, Doug, Go ahead
1: and uh, pause it. All right, so so that's just a, a sample of the full
3: song. Um,
4: it's only uh, the individual, after all. Yeah,
1: I'm
3: gonna uh, play that as I sleep tonight. Yeah. yeah, man.
1: Could could you uh briefly, John, look up uh, Glassjaw, "Tip Your Bartender," which is what the uh the instrumental is.
2: Uh, oh, gosh.
1: It's, uh, it's one word. Sorry.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: No, 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 no. We, we got to do
3: this right. Gonna do it right. There you go. There, 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 there you it's, go. It's, it's there, right there.
2: Just... Hey, some,
3: some of us look at our fingers when we type. All right. So
2: go ahead. <laughs>
1: go, go ahead and play a couple of seconds of this song and see if you can uh, 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 tell the difference between the two. brave
3: oh fuck
1: uh, god damn it john
3: yeah sorry sorry for not I got, paying i got a the youtube plus
1: account for this and, yeah. and you don't use yeah. it
0: well the I most mean, embarrassing thing about me is i've had
3: youtube uh red or whatever it's called now for yeah. forever but it. uh or if you don't like kick my device off the account i yeah, Mike. didn't do that on purpose <laughs> yeah well and then expect me to remember the password I mean, fashion. you could maybe ask. If me. we
0: prepped for these episodes,
1: yeah, maybe if you guys didn't show up uh, five to ten minutes before,
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. I show up. I got all my shit 15 done. Fifteen to sometimes <laughs> forty-five minutes early. Eh,
1: we're on the fifteen side of things, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, play the first couple of seconds of the song and, and see if you can tell the difference. Oh. Good. yeah basically the same thing yeah yep uh so anyways thank you to uh mandy morehall makes uh music uh also mandy morehall on spotify uh they have a new album out um which is uh uh shoot it's a uh, over socialized baddies without organs i think is what it's called
0: Nice. Uh, you can look it up nice. on Spotify.
1: Um, I'm sorry for blanking at the last minute um, on on the name of that, but but I think that that is yeah. the uh, the
3: name. Well, 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 we'll refund your fee.
1: Yeah. Um, th- this isn't a paid advertisement. Uh, they they're a listener and a friend of the dungeon. As far as I'm, <laughs> they concerned. send me
0: flowers all the time, so that probably doesn't. Yeah.
1: Well, that's nice of them. Yeah. And I keep saying them because I I don't know their gender and you know frankly I think asking they have for, a penis. Yeah, asking for someone's they have a penis. gender a... is weirder than assuming it. Penis. <laughs> Mandy has a
0: penis. Okay,
1: well, good. Uh, glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> uh,
0: before we go, it's a Danko... very nice one, from what I hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> that's good. Um, before I My go, penis. or before we go, Danko, do you have any advertisements you'd like to get out of the way? advertisements no okay do you have anything you'd like to pitch though
0: <laughs> oh uh yeah yeah absolutely uh so it's up on youtube now i believe it should be up on spotify as well but uh, the pamu podcast the philosophy union podcast uh, finally, had me on, which was wonderful because I've wanted to go on there ever since I saw John McAfee speaking to these two bizarrely young people uh, about uh, about nonsense. Uh, and so I was on there this last week. Uh, so look that up the PAMU, P A M U, or the Philosophy Union podcast. You should find it either way through Spotify or YouTube. We actually got pretty in the weeds about Deleuze and a lot of different theory stuff. Uh, so if you're interested in the nitty-gritty uh that's that's a good place to find it um otherwise the um the uh, the, the workshop's still going strong so uh yeah uh still focusing on uh, fascism and eroticism so that's every saturday 11 a.m until 2 p.m uh pst Uh, And you can find that at patreon.com slash truncata T-R-U-N-C-A-T-A And it's only $5 a month $5 a month And you get to hang out
1: with such cool people as Danko Suvin from the Instagram handle at Dankdaluz and Michael Debs from the Instagram handle at Benzo Rehab Dungeon
0: And you get to do it for like 12 to 15 hours a week and you get free readings and shit. You get all these materials uh, for five bucks. And so, you'll,
1: you'll only see me uh, cry and vomit sometimes.
0: He, he pisses and shits and farts yeah. and occasionally comes, but we usually don't watch him to do that. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> yeah, I do that off camera. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, before we go, uh, as always, the Benzo Rehab Dungeon is and always will be a free broadcast. However, if you would like to support the production of this podcast and uh, I don't know, maybe you think we're cool and neat and deserve some money for it, um, you can go to patreon.com slash Benzo Rehab Dungeon and donate whatever you like or don't like to donate. Uh, There's no uh, paywalls or anything like that. You're not going to get anything special out of it. It's uh, it's purely on a donation basis as far as I'm concerned. Uh, With that being said... As always, we love you. Please take your medicine.
0: Tip your bartenders and take mine too.
3: Save some for your friends.
1: Beautiful. I'm gonna give it a couple of seconds so we don't cut off John like we always Sick do. Of this shit! Fuck yeah. you!
2: <laughs> don't drop I'm your here. mic like that, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good for you.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, we're. Uh, I think we're. I think we're, I think we past the. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> can you start?